Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 73 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we're in part four of a series that dives into why can't I lose weight? What's my body type? In part one, podcast 70, we discussed the three different body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. In part two, podcast 71, we discussed how to determine which body type you are and how to train and eat for your body type. In part three, podcast 72, we discuss the first two, adrenal and thyroid, of the four body types according to organ systems of the body. This week, we'll discuss the last two of the body types according to organ systems of the body. The liver body type will have a protruding belly, a beer belly, because beer destroys the liver and causes it to leak into the belly. They may have right shoulder pain, skin issues, and stiff backs. The ovary body type will have their weight in a pouch below the belly button and in their hips and thighs, saddlebags. They may have ovarian issues, menstrual problems, and hot flashes. Welcome, everybody, to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are on podcast number 73, Why Can't I Lose Weight? What's My Body Type? Part 4. We're diving deep, and I want to welcome to the show Dr. Kell. Hi, Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everybody. So before we get started, I wanted to do a quote of the day because I thought this one was kind of relevant. Reminder, food is fuel, not therapy. Uh, Go ahead, Dr. Kel. (laughs) Talk about that one. Oftentimes we see it as therapy, right? Because when we eat food, we feel better. If you're in a depressed state and you eat just about any kind of food, and certain foods give you even more of a boost, like uh, people love chocolate, uh, you get a little, get a little caffeine, and and uh, also the other ingredients in chocolate uh, just are calming. We recommend if you're going to eat chocolate, though, you stick with dark chocolate. Any comments mm-hmm. on that one too, Nikki? I mean, this is a big one. I know I have turned to food as like friendship therapy, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, it's, and still I I do it every now and then. But. Um, For the most part, I try to look at it as fuel and health, you know, like habits. We've talked on the program from time to time about innate intelligence or or the fact that you've got a spirit and it's inside your body and it's inspiring to you. Or or if you want to talk about things from a natural perspective, your, your body wants food because it wants to continue to exist. And so you, uh, <laughs> you need to eat uh, to continue to exist, but in our modern day lifestyles, especially in the Western world, where we live in such an affluent state, uh, you know, you can go get food anytime, almost anywhere. It's not hard to stop at the store or go to the fast food restaurant and just gobble it down when you, but oftentimes, you know, it's not just because you feel hungry and a lot of people don't eat just because they feel hungry. They just get an urge to eat and that's part of that emotional draw. So we yes. want we want people to think about it, though it's not easy to do that is fuel it's and what you put into you you know it, it, it's significant what you put into car your car right especially in a gasoline type car they get different types of gasoline you can't put diesel fuel into a uh, gasoline type engine it won't work uh, in different types of fuel grades octane grades people don't always understand what that means but certain Certain cars can run on lower octane, and high-performance cars need the higher octane, the premium. And our bodies are similar, and we've been talking these past few podcasts about different body types. 
all the way down to the different organ body types. And so today we're going to continue that. But we've got an article of the day I wanted to start with that uh, I thought was interesting and found and, and people need to know about. Uh, have you heard of sodium nitrate? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Sodium nitrate is a substance often used in meats to help cure them and, and keep them uh, preserved. But it's been in the news lately that, unfortunately, people have discovered that they can kill themselves with it. And mm. which also says something about <laughs> sodium nitrate. Uh, we tell people, though we ha I don't know that we've talked about much in the past, we do tell you to reduce the amount of preservative-filled foods that you eat. But sodium nitrate is a big one. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. And it, uh, in higher quantities, can kill you. It actually wow. can, causes a blood disorder that uh, reduces your blood's ability to carry oxygen. It's had a big rise in the news because uh, uh, there have been people killing themselves with it. They've discovered that if you take a certain amount of it, it it's a white powder. It looks like salt. You can mistake it for salt. Ooh. And uh, for a time there, it appears, based on the article, that they've pulled this off of uh, they used to just be able to buy the stuff and maybe you still can I didn't actually look before the show but Amazon and Etsy and eBay apparently have pulled go online and buy a bag of it buy a pound of it whatever but because of what's going on they they've uh, and because lawsuits have come out by the families who have uh, lost uh, family members due to this uh, against these companies selling it directly to the public so now they're trying to pass laws and get things done to where the only ones that can use it are the ones that are processing the foods. But mm. even then, uh, we recommend you stay away from it. Uh, let me just share a couple of things from the article here. Sodium nitrate poisoning was virtually unheard of until very recently. This article is out of Canada, actually. A Calgary-based medical toxicologist in Alberta. Poison and Drug Information Service. Let's see, the trend appears to be driven by online forums detailing how to dose sodium nitrate for suicide. Amazon became a key marketplace for the substance, leading to lawsuits from bereaved families. Sodium nitrate no longer shows up in top search results on the site. Other online marketplaces, including Etsy and eBay, have banned sales of the substance. Sodium nitrate poisoning can be difficult to identify, and deaths can appear natural without further investigation or evidence suggesting suicide. So that's a problem, too. Apparently, it's one of those things that you can ingest, and if the doctors don't know what they're looking for, they may think you died of natural causes. So even scarier. Here we got, let's see, sodium nitrate ingestion uh, causes a blood disorder, which creates too little oxygen, doesn't allow the blood to carry enough oxygen delivered to the cells, and can quickly lead to hypoxia, which can lead to death. Many patients present with a heart rate over 100 beats per minute and a bluish-purple skin. Other symptoms include low oxygen levels and chocolate-brown-colored blood. Ooh. The antidote is a rapid use of methyl blue. Methyl blue is a substance, I guess, that they have uh, in uh, poison centers and are increasing those... Uh, amounts in those centers just in case they recognize that that's the problem but it's not always easily diagnosable so there you go any questions comments about that oh it just reminds me there's we have so many chemicals like this in our foods that they say like oh a little bit is fine it's safe but then <laughs> makes you wonder like um is it <laughs> well it's interesting that there's a lot of stuff out there today that that are preservatives in our foods. Let's take, for example, something like propylene glycol. It is a considered a food grade antifreeze. Uh, 
It's in all kinds of things. It's, it's even put in vaping uh, liquids, in uh, soft ice cream. It's put in uh, hair products. A lot of cosmetic products use it because it works as a preservative as well as a thinner in the products uh, and gives kind of a, uh, a smooth, uh, slippery kind of feel to it. And the mm -hmm. uh, problem with that, along with uh, so many other preservatives, is that it's actually toxic to the liver. But in small quantities, the liver can process it and doesn't have a serious reaction to it. And so our Food and Drug Administration has decided that if, you're, if you can tolerate it, it's okay to use it. And so if it doesn't kill you immediately, it's okay. Uh, and so that's that's the big problem, you know. We got to slowly get rid of these things and find natural replacements that are healthier for us. So we quit yeah. doing these stupid things. Definitely. So let's get on with okay. the four uh, organ types in the body that uh, we we covered last week. We talked about the adrenal body type and the thyroid body type, and today we're going to talk about the liver body type and the ovary body type. And just a few comments there. Did you have any questions or comments from last week about those other things? Did you think about anything in the past few days? Well, I was thinking like um, like the adrenal body type. I feel like I, like I could be either adrenal or thyroid. Have you thought about which one you are? Yeah, no, and they're the most common. They, yeah. they are the most common along with liver, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, thyroid is the most common in women, but adrenal is most common in everybody, and it often... Mm -hmm times um, leads to the thyroid problems in women so they go back and listen to last week's podcast if if you're thinking about those things and it'll give you a little more insight to be able to decide today we're talking about liver and ovary body types let's get into the liver here first and you gave a great intro there talking about the, the pot belly and beer belly um, and that's what it is. You, you, we've all seen it, and there's a lot of people out there, and it's probably more common in men than it is women. Men tend to drink a lot more alcohol. Uh, in this article it talks uh, by Dr. Berg, it talks about how uh, the liver body type is most commonly caused by alcohol, but it's also caused by the excessive amounts of sugar that people eat because the sugar as well uh, causes that fat to, to go into the, be stored onto the front of the belly, but it also is very hard, <clears throat> excuse me, on the liver. What's really going on in the liver belly is fluid is backing up uh, in all those areas. You got your, you got your outside stomach, your muscle, uh, your fat layer there, and then behind that is your abdominal cavity where the intestines sit and the liver sits and all your organs are in there, right? But what happens it, when the liver isn't functioning properly, fluid backs up and it leaks out into the abdominal cavity and you're actually bloated from inside. If you ever walk up to somebody who has a, a what you'd call the beer belly, I mean, obviously you can go up and squeeze some layers of fat, but some people, you'll go up and you're like, there's really not that much fat there, but he's he's just big or, mm -hmm. or she's big and you kind of push on it and, and, it, and it's like, Wow, that's that's on the inside. That's not on the that's not yeah, where like the hard. fat normally is. Yeah, and it can be hard, sometimes spongy. But yes, um, had an uncle who died at eighty-two. He uh, he had that that belly for sure, and he drank a lot. He every day in the afternoon, 
had to have a, a few shots. And uh, <laughs> you know, four o'clock, by four time four o'clock hit, that was just part of his routine. And uh, mm-hmm. so it, uh, again, it, it's not good for you. It, it, as that liver, you know, cirrhosis, things like that, signs of that, other than that bloated belly, we'll, we'll go over those a little bit. Issues that you might have along with the bloated belly. You get grouchy in the morning. You get up an hour before the alarm goes off. You don't feel refreshed. You feel kind of tired, almost exhausted when you wake up. Now, there are some other things that can cause that. You know, we we always suggest if if you tend to have that in the morning, but you wake up with your alarm, but you're very tired when your alarm wakes up, set it for 15 minutes earlier, 15 minutes later, might be that your uh, sleep cycle needs a little uh, tuning. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see, have skin issues like itchy skin, digestive problems along with the bloating. So very common, you know, the alcohol kills your microbiome. The good microbes in there have a hard time with the alcohol just in your gut. And alcohol in of itself, what do we use alcohol for? An antiseptic, it kills germs. And our gut is full of good germs. And so it messes up your gut. Now, the sugars as well, which can contribute to that liver-type belly, uh, the, the processed-type sugars, and, and we've got a podcast coming up on, well, we're going to talk more about that, but they, uh, they screws up your microbiome as well at the same time. You, you, the, the bad bacteria in your gut love processed sugar, and the good bacteria does not. Let's see, crave mm. fried foods. So you mm. love to eat the junk food and, the, and, and have it fried. Let's see. These types of people should not be on high-protein, low-carb diets. I suppose the keto diet might be less effective. But once again, your liver's screwed up. You, you want to get off the booze, plain and simple. You've got to get off the alcohol. You've got to fix your gut. And you've got to change things up if you want that belly to go away. Because it's it's there because your liver's not functioning well. Doctor uh, Cal. Yeah. Why is it that they shouldn't be on the high protein, low carb diets? Because the the liver produces the substances that go into your gallbladder, that then are spill into your intestines in the presence of fat and proteins, and then break down the fats and proteins. Glad you asked that question because. If your liver is not functioning right, it's not producing the right substances that break down your fats and proteins. So then you have difficulty breaking down those fats and proteins. And so then you're, once again, your digestive process is screwed up. A lot of that stuff doesn't get processed right and it just passes through your system and you don't get the nutrients out of it. Mm. Okay. See, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can also notice that, and this is due to uh, dysfunctional liver, uh, stiff back in the morning is a common symptom yellowish color eyes or in the corners you can really someone really bad having real bad liver dysfunction will have yellow eyes but look in your eyes look in the mirror if you see yellowing in the corners of the eyes that can be the beginning stages of of liver failure or liver dysfunction and also Mm -hmm. you have chronic bad breath is a very common symptom why is that it's tied to dysfunction of your uh, digestive system so oh. the gut, because your liver's dysfunctioning it and, and it screwed up your gut and the gut flora in your system from the alcohol and the sugars and all that stuff, uh, it tends to uh, affect uh, sphincter, the valve that closes off the, the bottom of your esophagus that connects to your stomach. And so that valve can sometimes 
get stuck open because it's not working very well and it's not working well because of all the problems you're having from the dysfunction. You know, it's and it, again, that liver's dysfunction is not just from, uh, or, or the alcohol is not just causing liver dysfunction, it's screwing up all your other organs too. But the major one, and, and the liver is such a significant organ in your body that uh, if it's not working right, other things aren't working right. And therefore, uh, if that valve gets stuck open, it allows the smells from inside your stomach. And even it, there's another valve between your stomach and, and your small intestine that can get stuck open too. So all that smelly stuff, you know, you know how your feces <laughs> smells. It comes, oh, yeah. It's coming back the other way and coming out. And, and that's uh, not good. <laughs> and it also can be related, you know, bad breath can also be related to things like gingivitis or, or bacteria in your mouth and in your throat. So mm-hmm. it generally, we're generally painting a picture here that if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're damaging your system so much that you're causing dysfunction all over the place. And so mm-hmm. you're causing rises in bacteria in different areas that shouldn't be there. And your mouth and throat can be one of them and the smells can come from there as well. So the itchy skin, that's kind of like like eczema coming out? Yeah, and again, if you have skin issues, liver. Think liver. Skin issues mm-hmm. tend to always come from dysfunction of the liver. They're not, the liver not totally working right. And you've mentioned to me in the past, I hope it's okay to mention that, that every now and then you've had little issues too, right? You were exposed to things like mold, which have issues yeah. with the liver and all that. And so they're basically addicted to the alcohol. And oftentimes we think alcoholics are people that... You know, they drink and they can't stop drinking, so they're just a chronic drunk. Not the case, you know. People can be an alcoholic and just, like my uncle, he wasn't a blithering drunk all the time, but he had to have his few shots in the afternoon, and it took the edge off, at least in his own, mm-hmm. in his brain, and he wasn't like a blithering idiot all the time, though once in a while, uh, <laughs> a too much. Uh, and sorry, sorry, uncle, I didn't mean to call yeah. you a blithering idiot. You're not. In fact, he was a very smart man. He was an engineer and oh, wow. had to do with uh, creating all those satellites we have up in space. But uh, wow. um, worked for Rockwell years ago. Huh. But anyway, just uh, slowly causes deterioration of your whole system. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the ovary type, ovary body type, connected back to the adrenal type as well. Uh, often adrenal dysfunction leads to ovary dysfunction or vice versa and interconnected because your ovaries are so significant and important in doing what, Nikki? Uh, like hormonal production, hormonal right? Hormonal balances, yes. They, that's why they used to, when they do, used to do hysterectomy, they pull everything out. They pull your uterus out, your ovaries, everything. Then they recognize that uh, all those women who had their ovaries removed, they were on extreme hormone therapy afterwards and the hormone therapy is never good in the sense that it's it's very hard for them to find a, a good balance to and, and a lot of times those hormones that they're putting in you are synthetic or they're coming from other anim, animals and so they they're leaving the ovaries in whenever possible because they they recognize now that those they're producing even even without your uterus the ovaries continue to produce the hormones needed so and that's why too when women go through menopause, they have alterations in the, their function of their hormones, and some go on hormone therapy, which most women don't need. There are natural ways to get your uh, keep up your um, natural uh, hormone production in females, and a lot of those supplements, you know, we've talked about from Standard Process and other companies that you can do it naturally. We see, and my wife especially sees 
a fair number of women who are postmenopausal or going through menopause. She's helped quite a bit. Naturally, you know, your diet plays a big part in that. Let's talk a little bit about that ovary type, unless you had a comment about that, Nikki. Yeah, no, she's definitely helped me too. Yep, the supplements, they helped a lot. Yeah. All those symptoms, right? Hot flashes. What other kinds of things do women tend to get? Irritability. Yep. Let's see here. The ovary body type. Weight is in a pouch below the belly button and in a, in a, in a saddlebag, which means weight in the hips and thighs. So very common. You'll see in especially older women, right? This body type will have ovarian issues, menstrual problems, and hot flashes. They will crave creamy things like milk products such as ice cream, cream cheese, and yogurt because their body needs calcium. So it's causing uh, that ovary type body where you're not getting the hormone balances. You're not, because of the imbalances in the hormones, you're either, you're not assimilating the calcium. So you're craving milk products because your body's craving calcium. Pro only problem is processed milk becomes very difficult for your body to use the calcium. Once it's heated, it alters the calcium. Oh. And uh, the, the good types of calcium you want is calcium lactate because that's what the body can convert into the calcium it uses. So it's very important that uh, you get good forms of calcium. Again, standard process produce a great form of calcium, calcium lactate. And mm -hmm. that's what the body can use and convert into the calcium that's used in your bones. So because it's altered, as it hits the gut, it changes. It's the acid, goes through, and the body alters it, breaks it down, and then the body uses, utilizes it. You've got to be very uh, concerned there, especially with women in older age. And when we discuss the four body types, uh, uh, the adrenal body type, the thyroid body type, liver, and ovary, these are typically signs and symptoms that occur as you get older. You can't really look at someone who's, well, these days kids are living off processed foods. It's, it's more common. But until the body begins to make changes and it takes time to do that, even if you drink a lot of alcohol in your college years and, and uh, eat a lot of processed foods, your body type tends to more begin to show up and develop in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm. So the ectomorph, endomorph, and, and mesomorph is more you might see in younger people. And mm -hmm. still in older people, you can still categorize yourself as that. But these different body types related to organ systems are more, the outward appearance of, of us is more demonstrated in those four different body types based on your organ systems because your bodies begin to alter over time and you've beginning to show all those signs and symptoms. So Nikki, do you have any final comments before we end this podcast? I was just thinking like... Um... So for the liver body type, you talked about excessive alcohol or sugar. It's like I grew up knowing that alcohol was bad, but yet overindulged in sugar. So it's like, whoops, one or the other. Now I know that they're both, you know, not great. You probably knew that sugar was bad. I just didn't realize how bad it was for you at the time. And the same thing with like um, breast implants and smoking. I feel like they both kind of destroy your health in different ways, but similar ways. And it's like you're not really told like you know smoking is bad for you but breast implants they're like oh no they're they're basically safe for everyone most people but really they're not <laughs> you know so it's funny how i don't know i guess common sense has to take over at some point and go like what you're putting in your body whether it's a device or a product or a you know preserved food or whatever 
you just know what's healthy and what's not. <laughs> You're right. And part of the problem problem is is we're as human beings we naturally want to trust. We want to yes. believe what other, we're being told. We want to trust our government. We want to trust our, the politicians and and the government agencies that are in, in charge of helping to keep us safe. And and the reality of it is, it's not reality. It's a facade. And they're constantly being bombarded by advertisements. Or not, it, money controls everything, and that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem. There is, it's uh, we live in a capitalistic society, which has created a freer environment, I think, than any other government type in a democracy. But it also creates a lot of greed, and that greed takes over. And then, uh, it, like I say, it, it's all about uh, going back to, like we mentioned in the beginning, if it doesn't kill you immediately, it's okay. Right. And right. uh, death is a big business, too. We must realize they, uh, um, our society today, What what's going on? You know, we, we have problems we're constantly having to solve, and one of them is... We're keeping people alive longer, not necessarily alive longer with a good quality of, of health or, or good right. mental state, but we're keeping people alive longer, and, and keeping yeah. people alive longer is big business as well. You ever check in to see what it costs to put someone in a in a retirement home when they can't think or, or function physically or think normally? It's, no. it's big bucks, you know, five, six, ten grand a month. Uh, oh my God. And uh, the cheap ones are probably still, you know, 3000 plus. So it's not wow. cheap. It's big business, and these companies are making big money. But uh, we'll end this podcast here. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, we uh, are enjoying sharing this information with you. Hope you're enjoying it, too. Thanks, Dr. Callan. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, Nikki. For questions or comments, please email us at healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-L-L at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on standard process whole food supplements at holistichealth.standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And for natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at oceanbaynaturals.com. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. 
The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.